0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. the various social media links including the email will also be in the description this week's episode is a little late um i was going through a weird health thing which is you know it it wasn't really a health thing and it turned into a health thing basically it was i had to go to the dermatology place department whatever you call it and uh it's not you know super easy to get an appointment there unfortunately so can i have to do all that but i have the things i need to to fix this issue but we'll obviously see uh, you know, hopefully in the future. I'm, I'm, I, it's only been like a little while, so I know I want things to kind of be fixed uh, as soon well as possible. And, but but they they do take a while, so I'm just kind of monitoring it. Uh, it's nothing, you know, life threatening or anything like that. So it's just kind of uh, making sure. I, I mean, I actually I'm pretty sure lots of people deal with this. It's it's eczema. Uh, a lot of people deal with that. So you know, just kind of making sure I have the the right stuff, the the right things to make sure it goes away and hopefully it stays that way. It's still hard to kind of find what's kind of causing it because you need to like find that trigger uh, in a sense. But yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to kind of figure that out. So hopefully, hopefully we can get to the bottom of that. Also, I technically, technically after obviously the whole thing I, I did last time, I technically now have a new gaming PC. So I know I kind of spoke about this last time and and spoke about Um, how I want to get a new CPU because I want to get the new RTX 4080, whenever that would launch, I think it launches in a couple of weeks. Um, obviously we'll talk about the AMD stuff really soon. So because I wanted to get that GPU, um, because my CPU at that time or at right now is like five years, five generations old, it's a i7 8700K. I was like, okay, you know what? Like, no, I, I do need to get a new CPU. Um, so if I got a new Intel CPU or AMD CPU, both of them would result me in in needing a, a, a new motherboard. So an AMD's motherboard technically was from what I was reading was more expensive, although I found a pretty good discount. Maybe they, because it's been a while since the AMD CPUs are out, but I found a pretty good discount on the, one of the ASUS motherboards, the new ones, uh, the, I forgot what it was, X670E, uh, which was basically equivalent to what an Intel, not the new one, but the old motherboard would cost. Um, alongside the AMD 7700X uh, Ryzen CPU. So I kind of got those two. And then obviously that required me to get new RAM, which was the DDR5 RAM. So um, there were options, like if I went with the Intel route, I could technically just keep the RAM I have, but I was like, look, I might as well just upgrade the RAM. So I'm kind of set for the next few years. Either way, kind of like how, you know, like I've, I was set with my PC for like the next three to four years, right? So I'm like, yeah, why, why, why not, right? So I got the RAM and everything like that. Uh, then obviously I remembered that I need a new cooler because I don't have the right brackets for the AMD CPU with my, my previous cooler. So basically the things that I kept the same were the hard drives or the SSDs and the power supply and the GPU, of course, because I don't have the new one yet. So it basically got to a point where I essentially just have a new PC, like even though it's in the same case and um it doesn't feel like it. I did have to reinstall windows initially. I kept everything as is just installed the drivers for, for AMD stuff on my, just keeping my windows as is and everything like that. Um, and everything was fine, but weirdly like at times my PC would uh, like not boot in for, for whatever reason. So it was going to go to the, the, the booting screen uh, where windows will be loading and it would just get stuck. So I reinstalled windows and everything like that. And that had fixed the issue for a, for a little bit. But then that issue came back and it turned out that I just needed to do a BIOS update. So I, I well, I actually ordered new RAM stuff like that because I was like, okay, like I'm going to have to like figure out what the issue is. So it might might be a hardware issue. We don't know. So I found like I ordered new RAM because that seems to be one of the causes sometimes with this. Um, but it turns out I didn't need the new RAM in the end. So I did return it because I just had to update the BIOS and I have never updated the BIOS, but because of this, I did. And yeah, since then I've been testing it every day. Since then, so like basically, it would only happen when I would uh, either restart or just fully shut it off for a long time and stuff like that. So uh, I've been testing it in that sense, and yeah, like it's been good. You know, knock on wood. If the issue does happen, obviously I know what the next steps are in a sense to try to figure it out. But uh, I'm glad that kind of fixed it. Uh, The other thing was that the CPU, the Ryzen CPUs, do tend to run very, very hot, as I learned. So they were ramping up my fans like crazy. And I thought like something was wrong. I thought maybe the the thermal paste was not put on correct. I I reapplied the thermal paste on it and everything. Um, Like, I just wasn't sure. I just wasn't sure what was happening exactly. Um, And it turns out that's just by design. Uh, By design, these CPUs are kind of wanting to get to 95 degrees C. Um, No matter what cooling solution you have, it, it just kind of tries to push that amount, unless you put like a thermal a throttle limit. So I kind of watched some of you, some YouTube videos, uh, especially optimal text, YouTube video, um, where he kind of went over the, uh, you know, what you can do to kind of reduce the temperatures because he was kind of showing how he would use Cinebench, which is like a, a CPU testing tool and it would reach it. would go up to 95 and what you can kind of do to not only boost performance whilst also like reducing the amount of voltage, uh, that gets thrown at the CPU. So I kind of did the same thing and yeah, like I was hitting, like I think uh, on Cinebench, I was hitting around 95 degrees and then after doing that whole setup, I come around like 64, 65, so it was, you know, pretty awesome. There was one time where I did the whole setup, because uh, it is technically, it's not overclocking, it's underclocking, but it is technically, you know, messing with how the CPU works in a sense, all, all, even though it, it's completely safe. Um, there was one time where my system just rebooted randomly when I was playing World of Warcraft. Um, and I just have to go into the BIOS and go into the overclocking settings or performance boost settings uh, and change a couple of things. Uh, and that then that fixed it. I've never had that issue since. So it was also my kind of first time experiencing that because I'm like, oh my God, is my PC dying or whatever? But it was just like, no, you you know you you were messing with the uh, performance boost overdrive thing. So you gotta change settings because you know that you're you put it too high or put it too low and everything like that. So you figure that out as well. And then since then, I've just been like, you know playing games, stress testing it. Um, the CPU temperatures do get up to like seventy to seventy-five or so when I'm playing games like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, World of Warcraft. Uh, these are the only two games I've tried so far, or Gotham Knights as well. Um, which again, from what I understand, it's usually uh, sometimes it's 60, but sometimes it goes up to seventies. Uh, but again, like I said, like you, you normally the, they would try to push a lot higher if it can. Uh, but for me, either way, it's something that's like like still weird in a in a sense in my mind of like wow, it, like you know, it reaches that high. Uh, But like still like I just have to get used to it. This is kind of part of the part of the Ryzen charm, I guess Uh, I guess with that we can kind of talk about AMD and their new GPUs because they did officially announce their new GPUs uh, And they launched on December 13th uh, and they're called the it's it's the 7000 series Basically, Uh, the naming conventions is really interesting. They have two so far that are coming out the Rx 79000 or 7900 XT uh, which has a 20 gig, 20 gigabyte, not 20 gig, <laughs> 20 gigabyte uh, VRAM, and then the RX 7900 Xtx, which has 24 gigabytes uh, of VRAM. And I mean in terms of what it can do, it is apparently over 50% faster than their last flagship one, which was I think the 6950 Xt. So that was kind of their 3090 or 3090 TI. And this one, the XTX is apparently 50% faster than that. And based on early rumor predictions and whatnot, um, it's not gonna be as powerful as the 4090, but it's like above the 4080, or if not, at least competing that. I mean, from what I can see, it should be above the 4080. And the reason I'm saying that is because the price of the XTX is $1,000 as opposed to the AMD uh, RTX 30 uh, RTX 4080 which is $1200 and of, of course we also know the 4090 is like $1600 so the fact that the XTX is could even get close to the 4090 is surprising at that price so you're paying $600 less to be a few frames lower which is you know an amazing deal they also have display for 2.1 which a- a- Nvidia does not have Um, They also obviously announced the FSR three, which is their version of DLSS, which will be coming out early next year, uh, which is awesome. I feel like that's like kind of needed at this point. So I'm kind of excited excited to to see how that implements on uh, the Steam Deck as well, because that would be pretty cool. But the main thing, like I said, is the price and the display port thing, and also the power connector, how Nvidia's power connector is causing all kinds of issues. Whereas this, the the, the Radeon series, or the AMD's GPUs will be using the regular power connectors that everyone has been using. So all in all, I feel like it's a huge win for AMD. I think the main thing is it's is just better to kind of wait and see, you know, what the, what these GPUs, like what the benchmarks are and all that. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with the RTX 4080. If you know, maybe Nvidia is like, you know what, let's drop the price by a hundred dollars or something like that, or, if it comes out and it just kind of blows everyone like out the water, like I could still see that that the appeal of the 4080 because of the ray tracing and DLSS 3, all that stuff. Uh, but AMD is coming in strong. Like I'm still kind of looking towards the 4080 just because I, I know that DLSS 3 is so like huge in terms of what I can do. And like most of the games I play right now on my PC, like Gotham Knights and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, I enable DLSS and all of them and that automatically bumps up the frame rate like crazy. And, uh, for me, at least the, the game looks awesome. Like I don't really see, like sometimes in some games, if it's not implemented, well, it does not look good. Uh, but in this case, in my case, at least it has so far been like looking awesome. So, um, I'm pretty excited to see what it can do, but I'm obviously going to reserve judgment until I actually have it in front of me, or at least know, uh, what some of the benchmarks are, um, obviously we were talking about call of duty. So I'll kind of talk about that really quickly. Uh, Phil Spencer kind of came out, you know, with that whole thing of going back and forth with PlayStation and all that, uh, that essentially, I think it was, I forgot what podcast it was on. It was was called Same Brain on the Same Brain YouTube channel. I I don't know what it was exactly, but basically he literally said, we're not taking Call of Duty from PlayStation. That's our intent. This is all in quotes, by the way. Our intent is not to do that. And as long as there's a PlayStation out there to ship to, our intent is that we'll continue to ship Call of Duty on PlayStation, similar to what we've done with Minecraft since we owned that. So it's kind of just fully coming out and saying that, hey, we're as long as there's a PlayStation available, we will put it on it. I think they really want this deal to go through, and especially with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 doing so well, um, I think Microsoft sees that, yeah, this can be a huge win for them if they can fully complete this a- acquisition and all that. So I-, I can still see Sony pushing back on it just because it's like, like you know, th- the warning is our intent, you know, like it's, it's, it's just a wording. It's just a wording that Phil Spencer uses and and that team uses is where it's kind of like always in between, which cause, which causes some of these issues. But I think like, as long as it's kind of written amongst themselves and they speak to each other and all that stuff in the background, I'm sure they can just kind of put this to bed and say, all right, you know what? Microsoft owns, uh, Blizzard. Uh, but you know, Sony obviously will be getting Call of Duty like forever, essentially. Uh, obviously, the, the thing comes down to the the exclusives and all that stuff, the exclusive agreements and everything that Sony usually has with Activision. I, I obviously don't know what will happen to that, but let's see, you know, I'm sure they're still working through this. I'm glad that at least Microsoft is taking that approach. Uh, and talking about Modern Warfare 2, it is basically the biggest Call of Duty launch. Uh, I believe it broke franchise sales record, which is crazy to think because the, the series was on a decline for a while, even though it was one. Of the, it was always a best selling game of the year, um, but the game generated eight hundred million dollars in three days, uh, you know, to kind of put this into context with like movies. I guess I don't really have the numbers, but, you know, uh, Bat- the Batman film that came out last year made seven hundred million dollars worldwide after the theatrical release. All that stuff was done, like after a few months and everything like that. So Call of Duty, basically the Modern Warfare 2 game made what the Batman made this this year uh, the worldwide like amount in three days, they made it in three days, more than that. And I can only imagine how much it will make. I mean, even all these films don't even come close to this amount in like three days. So, um, it is obviously doing, you know, amazing is doing huge. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is definitely because of that name, Modern warfare Two. a lot of people have a lot of love for that, that brand, that modern warfare, like feeling, look and characters. And I remember Modern Warfare, of course, was the thing that revolutionized Call of Duty, but Modern, Modern Warfare 2 was, I think, the one that really kind of hit the mainstream audience in a very different way, where I have my memories with Modern Warfare 2 more than Modern Warfare. So, this obviously meant that, you know, this game is going to do do well because of the, the, the name brand and all that stuff. At the same time, I think it's very, it, it, a lot of people already know that there won't be a new Call of Duty next year. They're going to, like, maybe add some stuff to the game. Uh, but there will be taking a year's break. So this is kind of like, oh finally we have a colleague that we can actually sink our teeth into for a couple of years rather than buying it now and then buying a new one next year. So uh, that also probably helped people kind of make the decision of of buying this game now rather than rather than, you know, waiting or something. So I I'm, I'm really happy. I am really enjoying the game. I've been playing the multiplayer, really enjoying it. I've been really loving the campaign. I, I had to restart the campaign because like I mentioned I had to reinstall Windows and I I thought, I don't know why, but I thought that a game in twenty twenty two would have uh, cloud sync and everything like that. Most of them do, for whatever reason, Call of Duty does not. So I basically had to. I'm I was almost at the end of the of the campaign, but I I have to like just replay it. It's fine. I'm just gonna do it on easy and get to the point where I was at, and just gonna start playing from there. Um, but I've been really liking the multiplayer. It's really fun. Really enjoying it. uh Still kind of working on the visibility aspect of it. Sometimes I do get like lost in terms of like, wait, is that a bad guy or not? Uh, cause they do put like a diamond above them, which is great, but it's not awesome. Uh, but like, yeah, it's something that you get used to and I'm, I'm really, really liking it. I'm really excited for it. PlayStation VR 2 has kind of been fully officially, you know, it's already been announced, but the release date and the price has been announced. So PSVR 2 launches in February, which is great. It also means that I lost my bet that I made with Trevor and everyone. Uh, and it launches at 549 USD. So it's more expensive than buying a digital PlayStation. 5 right yeah the digital ps5 is i think 499 so the prices are i i was surprised i was a little surprised so this is like around 700 something canadian dollars um and actually when i think about it yeah what is the price of the ps5 regular edition is it 599 no i think it's 499 but like yeah whatever it is it's really expensive this is like more expensive yeah like when looking back actually this will be more expensive than what i had to pay if i convert to canadian dollars Uh, than what I had to pay for my PS5 and my Xbox Series X. So yeah, this is, I I don't know what to think of this because I have a quest and I love my uh, Oculus Quest 2, uh, Oculus Quest, and even the Meta Quest 2 is around this price. But again, it's like, you know, it's all built in. You don't need a PS5. For this, you need a PS5. So it's kind of like inching towards that Valve Index territory, but also Valve Index is, you know, a little different it's a little bit more revolutionary in terms of what it can do and i'm sure this psvr2 i don't obviously have all the details but i'm sure it can you know have some cool things that you can do with it uh and some of the games that they announced uh, i should have brought this up but some of the games that they had announced um didn't look it was games that we already kind of have you know like it wasn't it wasn't anything that was like some like something that was like oh my god i need to like get this for this so like the only game i can think of technically is the horizon game horizon Call of the mountain uh which looks cool for sure but then there's star wars tales from the galaxy's edge which i think is already on quest yeah it was already on quest um the resident evil village one which is like again like that's cool i i don't really care to you know play that uh, in a sense uh resident evil 4 which is already on quest 2 so i don't know if it's the the remake uh because i think the remake might be yeah i think the the one that's coming on psvr 2 is a remake but either way you know technically resident evil 4 you can get that on 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 quest uh the game calls demio which is again on quest 2 no man's sky of course quest 2 as well it's all on quest or whatever actually not on quest but it was already on psvr the walking dead game uh i think firewall which is an exclusive dark picture switchback vr which is like a horror kind of a game that similar to what until dawn did uh initially when the psvr came out similar thing here with that uh, a crossfire game which is something new looks okay uh there's a game called light brigade which again looks cool like i don't i don't know hello neighbor pistol Whip, which i already have on on my quest uh Cities vr which i think is on quest as well like as i'm saying you know you can kind of hear like it, it a lot of the stuff is already on or stuff that already exists. So like I don't know like it's not like for the price and everything like that I, I was just hoping that they would have something more to it and they would be kind of aiming because they're trying to sell to people that hey d- don't buy a quest buy a PS5 and a PSVR2 instead. but so far I'm like no like I would be paying like way way more I would have a wire attached to my PS5. As opposed to actually just buy a Quest now and get all these games that you just listed, except for like a couple of the exclusives. So I was hoping that they would have more to it. I really wanted to get it because I love PSVR. That's kind of got, what got me to, into VR and all that. Um, but I'm obviously a little disappointed. I'm I'm a little unhappy that this is kind of, you know, what they have come up with at this point. And these are the games that they've announced with it. Uh, I, I, maybe they might announce more, who knows? But yeah, I'm, I'm obviously... I'm still going to watch it, you know, I'm still going to watch what's happening with it, the previews and all that stuff, because I do love VR as a space in general. I don't think it's the future, same way as I don't how I don't think cloud streaming is cloud gaming, streaming or whatever is the future. Uh, You know, like, I just think that that's a cool space to coexist with something. I think stream can coexist with what we have right now and and VR can coexist with what we have now as well. So I'm still going to be excited because I just love that space. But let's see what happens. Uh, and i think the last new story god of war ragnarok reviews are out it's at uh, like a 94 on metacritic and open open critic uh i think it's just one point off of elden ring and yeah it's basically a masterpiece i've not i've not read any of the reviews i'm not going to i'm not going to watch any review videos anything like that the only video i kind of watched a little bit was the the digital Foundry one to kind of figure out which, what what uh, performance mode i would want to play the game in and that's it so very short story for that one i guess it's a masterpiece. Uh, I already knew this was gonna happen. A lot of people were kind of you know talking about how the game looks the same and this and that and how the animation is the same. Oh, the bone animation, this and that. And I'm like, like, dude, Elden Ring is become has become one of the best games of all time and plays and feels very similar to how Dark Souls three did. But that was that's not a bad thing. Like we love Dark Souls three. We love that gameplay. Like why wouldn't you keep that animation and mechanics and whatnot? So. And like, look what happened when Ring came out, they added to the game, they added around it. And that seems to be what God of Ragnarok has done. So I am extremely excited. I cannot wait. I might take like the day off if I can to just kind of play through this game and, and platinum the game. I think it's around like 30 to 40 hours. To play through the entire game and also platinum the game, which is what I want to do. But yeah, God of Ragnarok, I think my I have to go pick it up, actually. My uh, Yotnar edition should be, I, I should probably be able to go pick it up sometime next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. With that, I'll go on to talking about games I've been playing. I've been playing more Gotham Knights, and I'm loving it. This It's definitely janky. It's definitely a little weird at points. Um, because of DLSS, uh, DLSS, I'm able to push the frame rates to like around like 90 to like 100 FPS. Uh, but then the game like doesn't respond the right way. So I have to like kind of cap it at 60. But it's been like really good. And I've been enjoying the game a lot. I've just been so happy with you know how how the game plays and everything like that, and the world. Like there's all these videos going around about how the the world and everything looks so bland compared to Arkham Knight. But then I I took a photo and put it on Instagram on my story where I was like there was like a whole city with all these neon lights and everything like that. And I'm like yeah, like there's also nice parts too. I I get that it's not like Arkham Knight. Hundred percent. I'm never I'm not gonna defend. Uh, this game in that way but like you know we also need to kind of get off like this thing of like this game isn't like Arkham Knight or this isn't like that like that's totally fine it is still a really really good game and I think you already know my thoughts about the immortality reviews and all these games like some of these games that get reviews uh, reviewed like 10 out of 10s or 9 out of ten, and when a casual gamer plays it it's like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not, like, fun. And, like, that's kind of what I'm noticing with this. Like, people, are, like, all these reviewers are giving this game, like, 5 out of 10s or 6 out of 10s. But in all honesty, it's between, like, a 7 and an 8, uh, if not an 8. It is kind of around that amount, when I, especially when I see so many review side-skip, like, games, 8 out of 10s. And then when you play them, you're like, all right, this is cool. This is okay. And I'm, like, playing this game, and I'm like, yeah, like, this is cool, and this is okay as well. But why is this getting, like, lower than these other things? So, definitely kind of bothers me a little bit but that's kind of why i feel that you know it's important to kind of judge games based on gameplay that you viewed and uh what you think you would like and everything like that and just listen to a lot of people i think i think that's the thing like you can also see on steam how the reviews change from being negative to being mostly positive to kind of almost positive now uh, and you know that is i think a testament to a lot of people that g- jumped in and were like yeah like this game is not amazing but it is good it's the same team saints role right like It's not like an amazing game, but it's a fun game. And like, why not want a fun game sometimes? You know, like sometimes you do want that. So uh, I'm really enjoying Gotham Knights. I've been playing more World of Warcraft Retail, uh, almost done with Balfour Azeroth. I'm like level 41 or so. So I'm still playing through that and I'll probably do Shadowlands after that, that expansion and get to level 60. Uh, Then I'm probably gonna make another character after that too, or I actually made a Druid with which I will um, play through Cataclysm or just any other expansion to kind of prepare for Dragonflight. And then yeah, for Dragonflight, I'll probably play as my Druid uh, and maybe have a Mage as well that I might want to play through. And also the Evoker class that also kind of will come out really soon. So I'm really excited for Dragonflight, looking forward to that. I've not played wild WoW Classic in a while, so I do need to get back to that at some point. Um, definitely just kind of lost track of it, especially because I was I was like preparing for Dragonflight. Um, if Dragonflight wasn't coming out, I would definitely just be playing Classic at that point. But because Dragonflight is coming out really, really soon. I do need to kind of, you know, prepare for that in a sense. So I'm excited. So looking forward to that. Still playing through Plague Tale, Requiem and Scorn. Uh, Scorn is a little slow, but I know we're getting to the end because we are kind of like making headway with the game like quite a bit. So Scorn, I should be hopefully done by the end of this week or this weekend. Uh, Same with the Plague Tale, Requiem. We've made our way through the game like quite a bit now. It's a really fun game, really enjoying it, uh, really liking the story. I'm looking forward to get, get to the end of that game. Like, there's a lot of games that I'm looking at, like my top 10 list, which is obviously going to turn into like my top 20 list because there's so many good games that I've been enjoying right now. Um, just going to go through my top 10 so far. It's Fifu, Elden Ring, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Hor- Horizon Forbidden West, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Grand Turismo 7, Stray, Roller Rollerdrome, WoW Wild- Classic, Wrath of the Lich King, which will probably move according to how Dragonflight is, to be honest. Uh, and then at 11 is Gotham Knights. just because I didn't have space. Uh, and once I put in score and once I'm done with score and tail Requiem. Uh, actually, I didn't finish Gotham Knights. So I can kind of put it in there either way. But um, Plague Plagetail and Score will probably be above Gotham Knights. But they will both be in this, you know, because I am enjoying both of these games quite a bit. So lots and lots of good games this year, which is just crazy. And obviously when God of War comes through, I know that's going to just take over. Uh, my week or my few days or i don't know just my headspace kind of like the way the last of us part two did so really excited for that uh, i even put cod modern warfare 2 in there because i really enjoy that game too but like i said there's i know there were all these talks about how there's no games this year and that whatnot It's like dude like look at all the games that came out there's so many good games so thank you so much everyone for joining it really means a lot uh please email me at Games at com. that's Games at gmail.com uh and i will see you next time I know I've been late on the my World of Warcraft uh, episodes and what and whatnot and also need, need to get Trevor on the on these episodes. We also have the game of the year stuff coming up pretty really soon. So definitely need to kind of keep track of everything. But like I said, we're we'll dealing with some health stuff and all that stuff. So hopefully I can kind of get back on, on track with everything. So thank you so much everyone and I will see you next time. Bye.